Hello and welcome back to Ramblings of a Madwoman with your host Malala Halwindi. So in today's um, episode, I am going to look at contraception, the contraceptive uh, definition of contraception, contraceptive methods, and um, what happens when a contraceptive method fails and what uh, you as a woman can do if you decide to keep a child or you decide to terminate a pregnancy. And I'm also going to look at um, miscarriages because I know they don't get uh, enough credits. No one really talks about miscarriages because there's somewhat a level of shame, there's somewhat a level of stigma with regards to that in as much as abortion faces stigma. But then there's also somewhat a level of stigma and a level of blame that happens when a woman has a miscarriage so i know i'm supposed to speak on (laughs) bdsm like i said i would in the previous episode i promise i'm going to touch it i'm not going to say when i'm going to touch it because i feel like i'm giving you cliffhangers so i'm going to touch it when i touch it but in today's episode this is what we're looking at and let's get right into it So, again, I'm trying to not read heavily from uh, sources. I am going to add a few links that you can use to refer and, like, check if you want to do more research and everything else. But, like, I'm trying to do a little bit of freestyle. I'm obviously going to look at the, the context and see how I can paraphrase it or phrase it. But I'm not going to read like word for word because it sounds so monotone. It sounds so unauthentic. And I think having a podcast is about being your authentic self. It's about it's about how you flow and everything else. So yeah, before I start rambling about how you flow on a podcast and whatever, let me get right back into the <laughs> into what we're talking about today. So. By definition, and this is my own definition, uh, you can look up the definition of a contraceptive method or a contraception or whatever, but my definition of a contraceptive method, this is a method uh, a woman or a man uses to prevent, um, to prevent pregnancies. So... There's different types of contraceptive um, methods and they're classified in different categories and everything else. There's the long-acting reversible contraception and this is where the implants and the IUD falls. There's hormonal contraception, this is the pill and more commonly the injection or what we call um, the Depo-Provera injection. There's the barrier methods, uh, which are the condoms, the male and female condoms. There's the emergency contraception. And I've just recently learned that the IUD can be classified under emergency. The copper IUD can be classified under an emergency emergency contraception. I'm going to stitch that. I'm going to add that link so that you can read before you come for me and say that I'm lying. No, I've just seen for the longest time. I thought it was just like the the morning after pill, but no, apparently copper IUD acts as an emergency contraceptive method. And I'm going to touch on it because I think I understand why they can classify it as that. I'm going to speak on it later on. And then there's fertility awareness and then there's permanent contraception. So the way I've listed them is obviously the way I'm going to speak on them, but I'm not going to speak on them like in that 
order or whatever i'm just going to speak on the first thing that i obviously look at and i'm going to start with barrier methods because obviously in this day and age where we're at i'm not saying don't trust the people you're having sex with but then like it's important to know um their hiv status it's important to know your hiv status as well because at the end of the day you wouldn't want to you know put yourself at risk just for the sake of and i'm not saying that's how people get these infections that's very insensitive if that's how it's coming out i apologize for that but then it's more along the lines of don't get lost in this version of oh no you're supposed to have sex is better when it's it's live sex is better when it's raw it's obviously better and i'm and that sounded so sure but like <laughs> but like be safe take care of yourselves and if you're having unprotected sex or if you're having protected sex all i'm saying is do your regular checkups to ensure that you you get tested for hiv stis stds and all of the sorts because yeah if you're not infected you are affected so we look at barrier methods which are condoms so this is the male condom and the female condom and i think the most sold product is the male condom because it's obviously easier to to work with as opposed to to the female condom and it's sad i don't have enough information on at what point you should insert the the female condom is it like when you're going into sex and everything else i don't have that much information and that's um that's the shitty thing on my part because i'm supposed to come with all the research and everything else but then i promise you i'm going to stitch it so that you can do the research and then find the information that you need i think uh for condoms not only are they protecting you against unwanted pregnancies but then they also protect you against um stis and stds so it's like a double protection your the risk of you getting infected is less is less and the risk of you uh going through an unplanned pregnancy is also less but then in the there's times when it doesn't work like it's not like 100 percent. and i think that also they also state this in you know the packaging and everything else that they they also state to say it's not like a hundred percent protection because there's times when you're having sex and i don't know how or maybe i don't know if it's how the strokes are being delivered i don't know maybe it's the material that the condom is made with or maybe you as a man because i know obviously some of y'all are like bigger you know and then there's the smaller so i'm assuming that condoms come in different sizes please let me know if they do but like yeah i don't know why i'm laughing i'm such an adult but i don't know why this is making me chuckle (laughs) but like yeah if you're obviously big it would be prudent for you to get a condom that is your dick size obviously even i'm assuming even girth and length contribute to how the condom is going to sit on you and everything else so ensure that the condom that you're getting is obviously your size so that you know it doesn't break the material is perfect 
and it's obviously well lubricated because because if it isn't well lubricated and uh, your partner isn't wet and you obviously haven't decided to use lubrication please use lubrication we beg you and you haven't decided to use lubrication it's going to create friction so the possibility of a tear occurring is quite high and in that tear occurring it's not that it's not only unplanned pregnancies that you're going to face there's also a possibility of you know stis and everything else but then this 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 session is mainly looking at unplanned pregnancies so yeah those uh that's barrier methods ensure that you're getting the right size obviously it has to be lubricated and even if it is lubricated please use lube it's very helpful very very helpful please use lubrication <laughs> um we go to emergency contraception and this is obviously the the morning after pill yeah i'm assuming it's called a morning after pill because you take it like after a wild night and then you take it in the morning i'm assuming that's where the name came from i don't really know but yeah the morning after pill the emergency pill and um the copper iud before i forget for the copper iud i think they they termed it it's not read it's i can't say it's just was under the emergency contraceptive part but then i kind of see where it's coming from because you know uh, when you have unprotected sex, sperm lives in the woman's body for for five days. So it's alive for five days. So regardless of whether her period is starting in 10 days, regardless of whether she's ovulating or whatever, the possibility of her getting pregnant because your sperm is in her for five days is very, very high. So them terming uh, the copper IUD as an emergency contraception Yeah, as an emergency contraception is a fact that um, sperm and copper don't really like each other. It's how, what example can I use? I think I can use the example. They die in short. I think that's the only way I can put it. I don't know the best way I can say it, but like they die. It's it's more like magnets, you know how south and south don't attract, north and north don't attract. Yeah, so that's sperm and copper. And I think I get why that is termed as an emergency contraception because, you know, they're going to die. And then for the pill, ladies, I beg you, we need to stop abusing this emergency pill because it's called an emergency pill for a reason. It's not supposed to be taken like on a regular basis. It's not supposed to be taken on a frequent basis where today you have sex, you take it. Tomorrow you have sex, you take it. The other day you have sex, you take it. That fucks up with your with your hormones because it is a hormonal pill. So it's also, remember in your body, the already hormones that are acting for the whole menstrual cycle to be going on. And then you're adding more hormones in your body. So the possibility of not even the possibility it it fucks up your cycle it's either your cycle is going to come too late or too early the flow is going to be too light or and all of those things it's going to do a number to your body as well so we need to stop abusing the morning after pill it's an emergency contraceptive pill 
if you know you're having frequent sex, then you should not be looking at the emergency contraceptive pill as your go-to, you know, as your go-to contraceptive method because there's other ways of preventing pregnancy and for morning after pill, it's not as effective. And there's something that I read that says that um, it loses its efficacy or its potency the more you take it. So it's the more you take it... uh, the less likely it is to work to its full effect. Like, it's obviously going to work to a certain extent, but, like, you know, not all the way there. So we don't want that. We don't want your body getting to a point where a morning after pill is obviously not working. We don't want that. It's hot girl summer. I need to see y'all shaking ass out there. (laughs) But, yeah, that's on the emergency contraceptive... um, contraceptive pills uh, or rather emergency contraception talking about the IED and the emergency pill and then we look at the hormonal contraception so there's the pill and depo provera so for depo provera this is um a shot that you get in your upper arm and it's valid for three months so now the thing with um The thing with uh, with depo is that yes, it's valid for three months, but immediately get it. You're not supposed to have unprotected sex. You're supposed to wait a few days until your body adjusts or until the hormones circulate in the blood or whatever, and they build like a system. This is me paraphrasing. Please don't think this is how it happens. I'm not using the correct medical terms because it's going to confuse you. I'm trying to break it down on the most simplest of terms so it's obviously going to build uh, a defense system in your body where if you do have unprotected sex um the probability of you getting pregnant is is reduced and when you do have that shot at whatever uh, hospital that you're getting your contraceptive method from they're going to give you these nitty-gritties on what you should they're supposed to rather they're supposed to tell you some of the side effects that you should feel while you're on that contraceptive method but then the thing is not a lot of places give you this information because to start with as a young woman they're saying you're not supposed to be on contraceptive uh, on contraception rather because you know you're supposed to be married you're supposed to be dating you're supposed to be all excited about having children and everything else but no if that's your cup of tea if you you're excited about having kids and whatever i'm so happy for you but if you know that you are not ready to be a parent you are not ready to bring life you've still got like a lot going on in your life or you generally just don't want kids i'd suggest you know get yourself on a contraceptive method because this sex education thing that we had when we were growing up whether like no you're supposed to abstain and everything else i promise you that's obviously something that's plausible that's obviously something that you can do uh, with regards to celibacy and everything else but then you do have urges you you're a feeling person you do get horny like you want to be touched you want to be loved and everything else and if you know that you're either doing it on a frequent basis or it's like 
sporadic and everything else i'd rather you get on the contraceptive uh, methods until you feel ready for yourself to do you know uh stop taking that uh that contraception and everything else but like if you know you're, you're an energizer bunny you're doing it and you're not ready for kids or you don't want kids i'd suggest you know get on contraception where the fuck was i hormonal <laughs> hormonal contraception so yeah uh for depo provera that's a shot that they give you in your arm and they're going to tell you to have protected sex for like a few days so that it can build a defense system in your body and the day that you do decide to have unprotected sex you're going to be safe but then the thing is for depo this is a shot I have heard a few mixed, I've heard mixed reviews on how it like, on it being able to truly work. I don't know if there's what's really going on, but I've heard quite a number of women complaining to say, even if they were on the shot, they got pregnant. So I don't know if they didn't follow the instructions of not having unprotected sex immediately after getting the shot i'm not too sure but then there have been people that have complained to say you know what i got pregnant even if i was on on depot and this is something that's valid for for three months so yeah so i think that needs to be studied and i think this is why not a lot of people settle for for depot lately because of these views that you know you're going to get pregnant while on depot and everything else uh we look at the pill uh this this is the one that's like uh, a 28 day if i'm not mistaken i don't know if like there's a 30 day arrangement set of pills but the one i know or the one that uh ugh, the trap i the traps i set for myself <laughs> uh the one that i've taken before was like um 28 day arrangement now please i took it because uh for for i think a year or so i had uh, an ovarian cyst that really wasn't clearing so i had to be put on oral contraceptives to you know try and dissolve it work around my hormones and see how best it was going to flush out of the of of my body and eventually it did go away thank god eventually it did go away because that bitch hurt eventually it did go away so yeah but my thing with and this is where i was driving with this point my thing with the pill is that is that it's a drag to take the pill it's especially if you're a busy person it's a drag and i think i wasn't taking it the weight was supposed to be taken because i wasn't taking it for to protect me from an unplanned pregnancy it was because i was taking it to dissolve my ovarian cyst but then for for you as a person who's trying to take it because you're trying to prevent pregnancy you're supposed to take it like it has a specific timing so if let's say today you take it at 10 remember that until the last day until the last pill in that blister in that pack you're supposed to take it at 10 so every fucking day you take it at 10 and if you're someone that's probably busy 
and that's not your forte i don't think that's the best contraceptive measure for you because any lapse in you taking that medication is there's a likelihood of you getting knocked up so if that's something that you're trying to prevent i'd rather you choose a different method and not the you know the contraceptive pill in my view i think the shot and the contraceptive pill are essentially not the best not the best i don't know how i can say it, but like yeah i'd give them like a mine like like a four out of ten <laughs> I'd give them like a 4 out of 10. I know I said I'm going to speak on abortions and miscarriages. I'm trying, I'm going to rush through the types of contraceptive measures so that, you know, I can touch base on abortion and miscarriages. Uh, The next one is the long-acting reversible contraception. This is where the hormonal IUD, uh, copper IUD comes in as well as the implants. Uh, For implants, we've got two types. There's one that lasts for five years and there's one that lasts for three years. The difference between these two is that, um, you know, uh, the one for three years, uh, they only insert one road under your skin and the one for five years, they they insert two roads under your skin. And for hormonal and uh, the copper IUD, the hormonal one, you're not, you can't have sex immediately after they insert it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you can't have sex immediately they insert it. It has to build like a defense system in your body. So you obviously have to wait a few days. And for the copper tea, that's the, the, the copper IUD, you can have sex like immediately, bruv. Insert it then you decide to go back to your mandem and then you decide to be a little frisky and everything else but then i promise you that's something that's not going to be on your mind after the insertion process because that insertion process is a bitch i promise you that's not the first thing you're going to think of after you have an iud inserted you're not going to think of i am going to bust it open no and if you're someone who hasn't uh how, what what am I trying to say? Oh, okay. Yeah, back to it. Like, for the IUD, again, it's just not everyone else that can get like, the, the IUD. I believe, like, there's some specifications, like the length of your cervix and everything else, to see how far apart for it to sit properly and, and everything else. But then your, uh, your healthcare service provider will be able to lay out the options for you in case the iud is not going to work out for you like they'll they lay out the options for you and you you speak to them they'll talk to you about the side effects or talk to you about how it's going to work in your body and everything else and i think it's easier to go to a private institution because there's a certain level of friendliness that they have when giving information with regard to contraception and i'm not shitting on government institutions but i think one thing i faced or one thing a lot of women have faced when trying to get on contraception is that a lot of people in government institutions look down on on women 
that are trying to access contraceptives or contraception rather that are trying to access contraception because you know you're supposed to be in your prime you're supposed to be excited about starting a family you're supposed to be excited about having kids and everything else so they start asking you and quizzing you oh why do you not want kids why are you getting on this and everything else but then they forget that these methods these uh, contraceptive methods are there for family planning preventing unwanted pregnancies and it's not only for married women um, I know there's there's, this, there's some sort of laissez-faire attitude when they see teenagers getting on contraception and it's weird that you should look down on a teenager for wanting to get on uh, contraception because they're trying to protect themselves they're trying to you know uh prevent unplanned pregnancies but then people are like oh no this is us making sex accessible to them but then if you're not going to give them that contraception and if you're not going to talk to them about sex properly the way it needs to be spoken about always know that they're going to find ways to have it so would you rather they're having it in a way where they're protecting themselves and they have full information about ways they can go about it or would you rather they do it in secret and then there's all of these things that's happening the rise of infections um the rise of unplanned pregnancies and everything of the sort like would you rather they take matters into their own hands and say this is my stance this is how i want to protect myself and and stuff like that and i know i've deviated because i'm, I'm yet to look at um the fertility awareness as a contraceptive measure and this is more to say in case you've heard you've heard women uh, refer to safe days and everything of the sort that's where fertility awareness is so this means tracking your cycle to see when uh when's the best time to have sex unprotected sex so you know when you're ovulating that's obviously not the best time to have unprotected sex that's for people that are trying to conceive that's obviously the point where you're going to focus on and say you know what i'm trying to have a child so obviously you target the, the ovulation period but then for people that are trying to prevent pregnancy you're going to resort to tracking your menstrual cycle and seeing when your safe days are so for safe days these are usually the days after your period when you know you have that one week of freedom where your hormones are not doing the most and whatever so so yeah that's about fertility awareness and then we have uh permanent contraception which are which is a vasectomy and a tubal litigation so vasectomy this is for men where they literally cut the the tubes or the pathways from where the the, the sperm travels to you know what let me just read it properly vasectomy is a form of male birth control that cuts the supply of sperm to your semen it is done by cutting and sealing the tubes that carry sperm that's the best way i can define it and that's the only way i'm going to and that's the one thing i'm going to read about with regards to this because i don't want to sound so monotone and then tubal litigation this is mainly where you've heard people say oh no she tied her tubes and everything else because you know the ovary has to pass through the fallopian tubes for it to go into the uterus and then that's for implantation to occur so if your tubes are tied this means your ovaries do not have anywhere to you know 
to pass through and yeah that's tubal litigation i'm not going to talk about pull out being a contraceptive measure because that's rubbish you need to grow up you have all the information in this world <laughs> you need to use it and i'm not going to condone it that you're putting my sisters through it because honestly if we're keeping it back contraception weighs heavily on a woman's body it takes a huge toll on our bodies it takes a huge toll on us because it's us that have to take the the you know like men you're the ones that are bringing you're the you're the you're the fertile ones and this is not to say women are not fertile but then you're fertile every time in your life like from the time you get off age and obviously till the time you die you can still you know bear kids but then for women it's more of i'm not saying they're not fertile even in their um later stages of life but then it's more of the certain complications that arise from having kids pretty late so women really don't want to even like have kids kids like that because guys obviously labor is painful and the whole pregnancy ordeal is a whole thing but then in my general view women shouldn't bear the task of being on contraception no it's men that should go through all of this because as a woman i can promise you that if you're on hormonal contraception as someone that was on hormonal contraception or maybe it was just me but then it fucked me up my mental was it was just fucked up. Those the mood swings. You you're either losing weight, you're either gaining weight. Your period is fucked. Your floor is maybe heavy. You don't see your period for a while, and your body adjusting to the contraceptive method that you have picked is also another thing. So you have to deal with that as well. And as a man who is fertile. 24 fucking 7 i'm not saying i'm not fertile 24 fucking 7 but then like you it's 24 fucking 7 until the day you die i feel you should be the ones to take like you know like there should be more contraceptive methods and measures for you as men and not me as a woman it's it's not making sense what everything i have to do the job and not you you have to be the one that should obviously take the pill you have to be the one to to have the the, the copper tea inserted somewhere there has to be a way science has to evolve to cater to you being the ones bearing the contraceptive needs and not me i can't have all these methods available for me just so we can prevent something that you're obviously going to continue that's obviously going to continue to happen to the day you die like it's not making sense it's it's very unfair and i'm hoping science evolves to a point where they say you know what women stop taking this shit what's it we're telling the men to take this shit then you men can go through what we have gone through (laughs) so when we look at So let's say your desired or preferred contraceptive method has fallen through. It's failed and there's a possibility that you are pregnant. I want to assure you that abortion is is a necessary health care. And it's something that you are entitled to if you feel you're not ready 
or the circumstances that are surrounding your pregnancy that you feel you can't carry this child to full term, please feel free to go to government institutions and, you know, a government institution or a private institution, a hospital in short, so that you can access uh, the, abo- the, the safe abortion that you need to access because I know there's this whole legal, the legality of is an abortion uh, illegal and everything else. And if you're on Twitter, there was a whole debate about it and those people saying, no, it's illegal and whatever. It is illegal when it has not been signed off by a professional person like it has not been signed off by a doctor you just go into a chemist with no prescription or anything of the sort you just take yourself or you just take yourself get the pills or you just go to some random person in the hood and say they give you herbs or your grandmother or whoever gives you herbs to say use this to terminate the pregnancy that's when it becomes illegal but then it's legal when a professional person has signed off it when you go to the hospital and your doctor has said okay this is happening and i know there's this clauses where they say that the only time that a person can have access to to an abortion according to certain laws in our countries if uh, there's risk to the mother during the uh, the term of the pregnancy or like let's say you were sexually abused and you do not want to keep that child that's when you can terminate the pregnancy or if there's um an underlying condition that the child is going to have that is obviously going to affect the quality of their life that's when you can terminate the pregnancy but then i'd like to assure you assure you i'd like to assure you that you can still access um abortion services at places like ppaz planned parenthood association of zambia and marie stops and obviously like hospitals this is government and private hospitals like you can still access said services because it's not illegal it's only legal when you do it on your own and you're doing it unsupervised but if like there's a professional person that's supervising you conducting it and everything else then it's legal because if you're doing it by yourself there's so many risk factors there you might hurt yourself the possibility of infections is also high and you're not skilled at such things so you shouldn't be doing that yourself and i know the society has come to tell you no as a woman you you're killing the future president Mwana, if that's not your cup of tea and you don't want that future president and you're not in the capacity to have a child you're not in the space to have a child or you genuinely do not want to have kids fuck society do what feels right for you and i know it's going to make you feel guilty i know they're going to tell you things like oh what if you decide to have a child later on in life and you aborted and that was your one chance to have a child i'm sorry that's actually manipulative you're not supposed to be telling someone that and i'm sorry you've had to go through that but i'm here to assure you that you can still go on and have a kid in your life you can still go on and and experience the best 
part of motherhood because you have planned for this motherhood because it's something that you have taken time to say I want this in my life and it's not something that's unplanned or or whatever so I urge you to not feel bad to not feel guilty to not feel ashamed of the decision that you've made should you decide to have an abortion it's valid it's okay you go through that process ensure that you have the necessary support that system that you need in your life be it your friends be it your your family be it your significant other or someone that you trust ensure that you have that support system but like it's okay to go through that fuck society fuck their rubbish fuck their their narrow-mindedness you're okay it's legal it's legal it's only legal when you do it alone at home or whatever like without it being signed off like you're doing it unsupervised that's when it becomes illegal but then it's legal when yes there's supervision and everything else and we come to um i'm being very brief because i'm looking at the minutes this is quite lengthy i don't know if i should (laughs) if i should um speak on abortion and everything else but then for abortion like i said there's there's many reasons why it happens obviously because maybe you had an no what i what i what i want to talk about that's a missed abortion i think like you don't want kids you don't want that child there's a situation surrounding that pregnancy that you're not comfortable with you're not ready for a child you're not in the headspace for a child it's okay don't let society bully you into keeping something that you don't really want to keep go on with your life be happy with your life and know that you are loved and you are more than that experience don't let society bully you into making you feel bad and say hey you did this no 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 fuck society fuck their narrow-mindedness parenthood is obviously an amazing experience but then that's obviously subjective parenthood is something that a person should be ready for it's something that a person should take time and patience to experience it takes a lot of strength it takes a lot of you have to be in the right headspace for it yeah and then we speak on miscarriages i know there's very little not really very little information i can say but like there's a certain level of biasness that people have towards um people that have experienced a miscarriage there's people that are very unkind they make it seem like the person really wanted like the person went out of their way to experience that miscarriage not a lot of people offer comfort because let's say it's someone that wanted that child or even if you did not want that child i believe that as a woman when you go through that miscarriage even if you did not want that child it's more of you didn't have a choice you weren't given the opportunity to make a decision as to whether you were going to keep that baby or you were going to terminate the pregnancy and it takes an emotional toll on you it takes a mental toll on you and it's it fucks you up in certain ways you can you, you can't really 
explain and because there's not a lot of emotional or mental support groups for women that have lost kids not a lot of people understand people just think you're being emotional people just think you're being irrational people just think you're just acting up like you even grieving especially if you didn't want a child people just assume that you even grieving the fact that you've had a miscarriage despite you considering the possibility that you were going to terminate it is fake that your emotional placement is is rubbish and i'm sorry that you've had to go through that in society especially if you faced um a miscarriage on your own especially if you've had to deal with it on your own if you've if you didn't have the support system that you needed in your life i'm sorry you've had to go through that and i'm here to tell you that if there's anything that you need to talk about please slide in my dm or whatever but like you didn't have to go through that alone your feelings are valid be it your sadness your anger your depression your anxiety your worry or whatever it is that you're feeling whatever it is that you're facing i promise you it's valid it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling don't let society make you feel like it's a wrong thing to have that emotional placement it's okay it happens not really it happens in the sense of like get over it but like it happens take your time to grieve take your time to process whatever it is that you have to process take your time to feel every emotion that you can feel and ask for help where you feel you need help ask for support where you think and you feel you need that support because at the end of the day you're only human at the end of the day you are not an island you are not made of stone you feel and it hurts it hurts regardless of whether you were going to terminate that pregnancy regardless of whether you wanted to keep that child it still hurts and you have the right to support you have the right to love you have the right to care so this stigma the stigma that people have towards people that have gone through a miscarriage towards people that have decided to go through an abortion it needs to end these are like I don't know how I can explain it, but then for abortion, I can simply say it's a right to health care. That is a health care that a woman has to access just as much as it is a right for a woman to access contraceptive measures. Because at the end of the day, you're trying to lessen the amount of unplanned pregnancies. You're trying to lessen the burden of how many kids a family has because you're making contraceptive methods accessible to every woman or every woman of childbearing age they have access to that and then if they decide if that contraceptive method falls through it doesn't work out if they decide they want to have an abortion make that a right why do you have to make it seem like they are not human simply because they want to terminate a pregnancy it is not okay for you to force um parented on people if you're pro-life that's on you but then your pro-life comes with conditions it's very conditional you don't take care of that child you don't care about how that child is going to live you don't care about how that child is going to be sustained and everything else you don't care about how the parents are affected by parenthood 
all you care about is the fact that the child has been brought in this life and that's very selfish and you need to change that perspective and as a pro-choice person this is why i'm saying abortion is a healthcare right just as much as um contraceptive is a healthcare right every woman has to have access to that so you shaming women from having access to abortion facilities is giving rise to is giving rise to what's the word i'm looking for it's right there to illegal abortion practices being set up this is where you have a lot of people a lot of girl children a lot of women losing their lives because they can't walk into a hospital because they're going to be judged they can't go into they can't go to their friends or they can't go to their families that are very pro-life and say this is what i want to do because they're going to bully them into keeping their child they're going to force them into holding on to being a parent they're going to make them feel guilty for choosing that path of saying i want to take away like i don't i'm not in the headspace or whatever we need to stop that pro-lifers you need to stop that and i feel like certain pro-lifers you're only pro-life as long as it's outside your circle or as long as it's not you but if it's you i know but if it's you you decide and make this choice you're like oh okay because it's me this is what's and this is how i'm feeling i'm going to do this for me no stop telling people what if this person is going to be a president what if this person is going to be a future whatever fuck that president there's going to be another president born you can't give someone that burden of parenthood if they don't want to experience that parenthood if they're not ready for that parenthood if they're not in the capacity to take care of a child fuck that let them be able to decide when they should carry a child to full term yeah and for people that have gone through a miscarriage i'm here to tell you that i love you and it's okay to feel the way that you did feel it's okay to to be sad it's okay to be hurt it's okay to be upset it's okay to feel whatever emotion it is that stems and i promise you i know there's days when it hits you in waves there's days where you feel you're totally okay it can be for months for years or weeks or whatever and then there's other days it hits you when you least expect it i'm here to tell you that it's okay to feel the way it is that you feel if you need support you can hit me up or you can hit up the people that are closest in your life you know talk to them and and always know that you're loved that you don't have to feel guilty you do not have to feel ashamed or anything of the sort that's that's society being stupid and you don't have to wear um carry that burden around with you i know i've rambled i have spoken for the longest (laughs) i've spoken for the longest so stay tuned in the next episode i hope this is I hope this was insightful. I hope this brings about a certain level of sympathy. And I hope it's educative as well. And I hope it was a bit fun. It wasn't too serious, ne? But anyway, this has been Rumblings of a Mad Woman with your host, Malala Halwindi. Enjoy the rest of your day.